walk into a bar On a cool winter's evening underneath the stars And we'll find somewhere close we don't want to walk far Nor do we want the Welcome to Five O'Clock Somewhere. I'm Damien Gibson and joining me is David Griffiths. Hello, you David. You can't say it as always in this no, instance, I didn't can know. You? I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to say. I haven't written an intro. I don't, it's like... It's our new beer podcast. Yeah, it is a beer podcast. Yeah, beer... Beer, hospo life, hospo life, hospo stories, bars, all of that kind general, of general anything that's alcohol or alcohol adjacent. I think <laughs> is that I, yeah. There's a lot of things that are adjacent to alcohol, would, so it gives us a very, <laughs> know, broad, a very broad in our lives, especially. But I think that would be good for us because we've been talking about uh, wrestling for. Almost two years. Yeah, so for anyone who's listening and to <laughs> us for the first time in this podcast, we've been podcasting about wrestling for a long time and now we're doing something different. So mm. if we reference another podcast from time to time, don't feel out of it. We'll do our best not to yeah. uh, reference it too often. Or reference wrestling or neither of us are really watching wrestling at the moment, so it should be yeah. pretty easy to not reference something we're not watching. <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but we'll see. Um so you wanted to start with the beers that we are drinking now, or are we introducing ourselves? Or uh, our... Why don't we do a little bit of all of the above? But yes, I'm drinking a delicious Moondog Old Mate, as are you. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave and I used to work together at a bar uh, called Mr Griffiths, surprisingly, at uh, in... Uh, Kensington. I almost forgot where it was there for yeah. a second. <laughs> that, <laughs> where, where that suburb that I lived in for three years. Whereas I still find myself answering the phone and saying that, which is a very odd thing. Mm. So At your new pub. At the new pub. Which, which I am, I'm having real difficulties remembering the actual. So it's the Royal Mail on Spencer. Yeah, the Royal Mail on Spencer Street in West Melbourne. So... Um, hopefully we'll be able to have all sorts of fun drinks coming here. It gives mm. an excuse to talk about them. So. Yeah, and we were thinking along the line we'll get brewers in and maybe other... Pub owners other bar owners. So we are doing that. Okay, wine people it? and... Yeah, just <laughs> anyone who's, who works adjacent to alcohol. Yeah, and essentially just have yarns about beer, wine, scotch... All of that kind all of good stuff. All that kind all of good the, stuff. the good stuff in life. Yeah. And we're recording in the middle of the pub at the moment, so it would be interesting to see, I think, for both of us, exactly what kind of sound quality we get out of working in such uh, a cavernous fine. open space be fine. next I'm to Spencer a, Street. I'm a genius, man. I'll, I'll work it out. It's the have, only thing I'm good at. I have no doubt. His <laughs> sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're drinking the Moondog Old Mate, which was the essentially the sort of go-to beer at your, at your old bar. It certainly was. We initially had uh, West City Footscray Ale, was it? No, initially we had Brew Cult Spoiler Alert. Oh, we did, yeah, that's true. Which, unfortunately, is no longer with us, but was always one of my favourite beers and favourite breweries. So then we went to West City, which then is no <laughs> longer I with loved. us. Yeah. Yep. Although, maybe it is. Maybe we were the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got that impression that we were open for about 18 months and we saw off a lot of breweries in that time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did, actually. West City is supposedly coming back under, uh, yeah. under new owners. I so did hear that. we'll um, see how that goes and maybe get the old crew or the new crew in to discuss all of that at some stage. Yeah, well, we got pretty friendly with the old crew, so indeed, indeed. see if we can ingratiate ourselves <laughs> with the new owners. <laughs> And um, we've ingratiated ourselves with the Moondog guys over the years mm. by my dog attacking them at one of their Christmas parties when he was a 10-week-old puppy. So Is that how it happened? Is that how the friendship sprung to life? Oh, I think we'd, I'd known them for a fair bit before then, but it was solidified by, yes, Lionel, Lionel <laughs> the puppy English setter, attacking them on their Christmas party. So 
And and it must be said that the both Lionel and Pixie, my two dogs, were invited by Moondog down to their golf day this week. So I did see yeah, that. They've um and the hashtag was work life, I think. Work life, yes. Yeah, work life well, for me consisted of I didn't actually play golf, but the offer was there to play golf and win 150 kegs for a hole in one. <laughs> oh, really? That's not bad. But it was a fantastic price. I don't think anyone actually got a hole in one. In fact, I'm sure no one got a hole in one. No, that's but why they made it a hole in one contest. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The times they seem a bit out there and a bit sort of, you know, frivolous. They, they knew exactly what they were doing in that instance, <laughs> he said, as he manages to pull his headphones out of the jack. So if I sound a little bit confused there, that's why. Um, yeah, I like this beer a lot. I like most of Moondog stuff. I like most of Moondog stuff as well. I like their core range and their more eccentric and fun ones. So Yeah, the old it, mate's kind of their it's, like, it's a line and length beer. Line and length beer. I think it just picked up awards in Singapore two nights ago for being the nice. – I might get this wrong, but the best beer in Asia or Australasia in or Asia. something like that. Right. It could have been a different category. You can, you can see what level of um, research we're going to. <laughs> 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 and 888, or are they the cigarettes? I get them, which one's the cigarette and which eight, one's eight, the, eight, uh, is the beer. cigarettes. I'm not sure which Is that 333 is the beer then? Oh, hang on. Maybe 33. You can That's tell right. listeners just exactly <laughs> how much research we're going to be doing in this show. And, you know, we will over time. Want, and this, yeah. was a, this, this is three days. We had the discussion three days ago to do the podcast. Now we're recording. So this is true. It's pretty good for us. I we think did, it's a like, very <laughs> rapid uptake. We, don't actually, we haven't actually figured out you know, a logo for the show. We no. haven't actually figured out who's going to host it or how we're going to get it into the world. But you know, it might just, this might be the, you know, the lost recording. So It could be. Or you know, it could be the first episode that... Goes gangbusters and all of a sudden we're famous. You don't have to run a pub and I don't have to work in a contact centre. And yeah, we just and sit then, here and... And then we just sit here and drink <laughs> and talk about drinking. <laughs> I'm up it for that. sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say something about Old Mate and I completely, I've completely lost my train of thought. Well, we both like Old Mate. Mm, yes. Uh, so it's, just, it's a pale ale. That's pretty much all you have to <laughs> say to describe it, right? There's nothing... Because oh, that's what I was going to say. Basically, you are much more of an expert uh, when it comes to booze than I. I'm very good at drinking it, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have the knowledge. It, like I don't have the knowledge that you do, and any knowledge I do have, I've essentially got from you anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I, you know, I think over the over the course of the podcast, it, I'll essentially be a bit of a conduit for anyone who doesn't know that much about. Yeah, booze. I think that that sort of works well, and I guess. Part of the journey for us all will be that I've owned this pub now for eight days and <laughs> have never owned a pub before. I've owned bars and other things. So hopefully people can come on the journey of what it's like to open and start to, you know, build a pub at yeah, a time. That um, might be the – this could be like, you know, there's great documentaries where the documentary maker was like, oh, I initially went to Spain to find out what clog making was all about. <laughs> and then – And realised I should have gone to Holland. Yeah, and then <laughs> – <laughs> but then somehow brought down a government. With this. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I, I thought I'd go to Chile to discover elephants, <laughs> and, re- and but it was only once I got there that I realised. <laughs> but then ended up making a great documentary about squash. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so a, maybe that's what this podcast will be. It's a bit like you know the the Metallica, some kind of monster. You know. Yeah, we maybe thought, that's what. what we just, <laughs> just what we thought we'd do is just sort of duck in and just film them making an album for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. 
And it turned into a, a really good window into how fucked up bands into, are. Uh, and just an organisational behaviour full stop. Yeah, I always said if I'd ever taught organisational behaviour or team building or human resource management, that would have been the movie I'd be starting with because As to was what to nuts. do the opposite of. Oh, totally. Yeah, right. So if you were, I was <laughs> going to say, but yeah, just, all right, guys, here's, here's your first example of what to do. Yeah. Some kind of monster metallic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Although, I'll, I'll see you in two weeks. Go away and watch this movie. But Buy the album that, if you like. They are a multi-million dollar brand. Oh, absolutely. So and for how much people laugh at that documentary, it's like, well. Oh, it's just a fascinating I'm, insight. Anyway, Lars, Do yourselves a favour and go and watch that. Lars does sell about $20 million worth of art in that documentary. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's a, That's my favourite bit where he's watching the... Anyway, we're probably getting off topic here a little bit. But <laughs> he's watching his own artwork get... Well, not his artwork, the artwork he owns getting sold. Mm. Just for so arc. much money. It's yeah. brilliant and heartbreaking all at I, the same time. I can't time. remember if it's, I think it's in that documentary or one of the sort of album, you know, best album shows is where they were sort of... had one of the blokes who did the orchestration for the S&M... Oh, you know, Metallica and the yeah. symphony type thing. And he yeah. tells this story of, you know, well, they asked me to do some minor orchestration for um, Nothing Else Matters. Mm. And I did that and said, we should do, you know, a full-on concert with the symphony orchestra and everything. And they said, oh, sure. And then I never didn't hear from them for five years. And then they rang up and said, we'd like to do a show yeah. next, next week. Can you do something? <laughs> next, yeah, something like that. You know, for anyone who doesn't think that sort of heavy metal people are sort of artistic and it's just, in that sort of weird genius sense, they're that. It was just like, hmm, oh, we're inspired now. Well, that's kind of what we've done with this podcast, let's be honest. That's exactly we had what this conversation done. on Wednesday and it's now Saturday and now we're, here's a new podcast. <laughs> genius. <laughs> genius. We're geniuses. Uh, so essentially this is to introduce ourselves to you guys, to the world. To the world and get Ooh. some feedback on what people would like to hear in the show and yeah. if there are guests out there who are absolutely chafing about. at the bit to come in or that you want to hear oh, from. yeah, even if you're like, oh, I really like that, you know, if there's a... I mean, we're in Melbourne, Australia, so we're probably a little bit limited to speaking to people in Melbourne, Australia. Well, oh, we could... We could learn how to use Skype. Yeah, we've I've learned how to, to... I've got to get onto that. We've learned how to do everything else. Mm. Yeah, so... Or if you know how to use Skype. <laughs> yeah, send me an email. We actually have a friend who knows how to do it and he keeps explaining it to me every time I see him, Uncle Jack, and I, uh, I just I just blank. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I managed to change the PIN number on an um, ATM card today and I was quite happy with that. Well, that was done, my, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my level of <laughs> technological achievement. But anyway, we thought uh, this would just be a quick introduction episode. We can sort of introduce ourselves and tell Because it's Damien's birthday today, and... apart from anything else. So we've got to have birthday oh, well, drinks. It is, so. yes, it is, it is. So yeah, time if, is, is of the essence. If you're listening on the 1st of September, that is. <laughs> well, yes, the recording is on the 1st of September. So people are meant to be arriving in 23 minutes. So. Yeah. We're a little bit curtailed by something. So the rest of the podcast will probably go for about 20 minutes. Um, So we just thought we'd introduce ourselves and maybe tell some stories about our favourite pubs and stuff like that. First, So you sent some questions to me. I did. Um, Do you want (laughs) me to answer these or...? Sure, we can answer them together. We could... Okay, all right. Well, the first... Okay, so the first question was the first pub that you drank at. Hmm. Do you want me to go first? You can go first. I'm not actually sure of what my answer is on that one, but I thought I'd pose the question to you and then... Mine's a pretty boring... Hmm. St- well, yeah, I suppose... Well, no. Yeah, it... yeah so I was... Stand by, <laughs> listeners. It's, this is clearly going to be good. We'll this is a really Damien boring decide. story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll give Damien 15 minutes to decide whether he likes his own well, story. Went... And he can tell it. <laughs> so I went and drank uh, at the Lemon Tree in Carlton. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, which had a giant lemon tree. It did indeed. 
Uh, on the night I wooed my wife, we went there. Oh, really? It must have been about one of the last nights it was open. There you go. Yeah, well, I reckon it was on its last legs when we went there because I was doing my last year of high school at a university. Not because mm. I'm a genius or anything like that. It was the, the opposite of that, actually. I was delinquent and got sent to <laughs> RMIT University to finish my um, high schooling. Uh, and be- we kind of, you know, I think we might have actually, if we weren't 18, we were very close to it. Mm. So it wasn't very, you know, it's not a super cool story of like we were 14, snuck into a pub and got drunk or anything like that. But the thing that I thought was interesting about Lemon Tree, in my head, I remember a Lemon Tree being in the pub. Yeah, so that sort of fits. I st- is that right? Or is, am I... I remember it as being, at the time, a sort of classy pub was, in inverted yeah. commas. Yeah. Um, so lots of tiles, as was the fashion back in the day. <laughs> in the, so I guess we're sort of talking mid, mid-90s. Oh, th- this would have been 98. Yep. Uh, yeah, ni- yeah 97, fit. 98. Yep. Um, because it's a childcare centre now. It, it has been every time, for, for a long time. Mm. Every time I walked past it, I was like, oh, if those kids only <laughs> They only knew the kind of debauchery that happened in this place. Um, but I remember being there and we were sitting outside. It was a really nice day and it was myself, a friend of mine, Lucas, who I'm still friends with, and a couple of girls from school. And we were just sort of amazed that we were getting served. Mm. And then, so the first couple of rounds, we were very nervous about that and by the third round... Beer had done its social inhibitors had sort of dropped away. Well, it was table service, so they just kept coming to the table. We're like, another round, guys? I'm like, okay. But I think we started at four, so we were done by like eight because we were 17, 18. So we would have had four drinks and been pissed ass. (laughs) So it's not, you know, it's it's a nice memory for me. It's, Mm. you know, it's not like, oh, I went to a pub when I was 16 and sculled a a jug because I was so afraid of getting kicked out of the pub and then spewed and had to call my mum. And then got kicked out of the pub. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All of that kind of learning how to drink and stuff was done at parties. I never really... Yeah, no, I'm much the same. ...busted into a pub when I was young. I I I looked so young at the time, I I wouldn't have gotten away with it. Yeah, and I I grew up in Bendigo, which is a town of about about 100,000 people, I guess, now, but it was small town enough Hmm. that... You know, if I'd have been underage drinking in the pub, it would have gone everyone, back. everyone would have known very quickly. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were the same. We sort of drank at parties or we went to nightclubs and things, I guess. Sort of pubs were things that we didn't drink in a lot mm. until I came to uni in Melbourne. Yeah, I suppose you kind of do that when you're younger, don't you? Because we'd go to someone's house and then go to a nightclub. But you want to go out, like when you're eight, you know... Yeah. Late teens, early twenties, you want to go out and get drunk and dance and blah blah. blah. You, the idea of just sitting at a table and drinking yep. sounds oh, so ab- boring. Absolutely. Whereas for me, that's just yeah. I like the sitting bit of the, <laughs> that story the most. <laughs> yeah, I like to sit and then you know, it's my two favourite. What, what do you? What I do like you, to sit and drink. Yeah. What are, you, what are your hobbies? <laughs> well, sitting would definitely be up there. That's probably number one. Yeah. And then number two is drinking. Yeah, sitting and reclining. <laughs> Sometimes I lie quite horizontally. You know. And then number three is sitting and drinking yeah, Absolutely. And then that's pretty much yeah. it. I yeah. mean, if, if there was a Venn diagram of all my favourite <laughs> things. <laughs> um, yeah, so that so you don't you don't remember the first Are you, pub? Yeah, having asked you that question, I was interested to see if you actually could uh, see if you could remember. I don't remember the very first but there were a few in Bendigo that we'd sort of go to. There was the Limerick Tavern, which was a quite appalling pub, sort of mm. underneath the nightclub. 
Right. It was the Rifle Brigade, which is Gee, probably the it's first... It's a bad pub if it's underneath it. Oh, nightclub. totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. At some stage, I will tell you some amusing stories about the Limerick. Um, the... Yeah, don't use all the A-grade material. No, I, I'm podcast. very conscious. We've got, we've got to get at least three episodes out <laughs> yeah, Exactly. The Rifle Brigade in Bendigo is probably the first pub I can remember enjoying going to. Sounds terrifying. It was... <laughs> <laughs> It, again, was a kind of classy pub. It's okay. very much a sort of lemon tree type thing. Right. It's certainly the well, first... Well, just Rifle Brigade sounds... It does sound. Terrifying. Yeah. It's like the Rifle Brigade in Bendigo, to yeah. me, as a no, so this was very inner co- city kid. <laughs> no, so this was, this was the classy pub opposite the big footy clubs and stuff. Mm. It was like the, definitely... The, they used to brew their own beer there in the early 90s. Oh, wow. Which was quite, quite, quite out there. Yeah. And certainly, the it was absolutely the first place I ever drank anything that wasn't Carlton in terms of beer. Right. So that was quite quite a novelty. Okay. So that w- that was their own beer that they were making. They they made their own beers. Absolutely. They also had a lot of Matilda Bay. So if you sort of ask me, I remember Matilda Bay. Yeah, yeah. which was sort of things like Redback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Dog Bolter as well. I was going to say because the Redback Brewery was in North Melbourne. That was mm. another first sort of pub that I went to, and they had their own big. Yeah, uh, I was going to say printing press. The fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> they had their, okay. <laughs> That's such a random comment that I can't even make a joke about. They had, the, <laughs> a, they had their own printing press. <laughs> they, were, they were printing propaganda <laughs> about the, about the women of North Melbourne being witches. <laughs> so they, they had their own brewery in the pub, which was amazing. Printing press, wow. Was it, I, think, I think the Redback Hotel was also one where a pane of glass once fell on a footy play, was it? Yeah, Anthony Stevens. Anthony Stevens. Stevens that's they own, they, didn't they have ownership in that pub and that's why they were there? Or I don't know. Like I'm not that? sure, but it was like a full-on a pane of glass fell out of a window and sliced him in the neck or something. Yeah, it was a really serious... Like almost killed him, yeah. Yeah, I think literally the Royal Melbourne Hospital is probably 63 metres away it from the pub. directly across the road. So if it was going to happen anywhere in yep, Melbourne, that's, that's the, the pub. place that, <laughs> for it to happen. Uh We've mentioned Melbourne quite a few times. Uh, the next question you sent through to me was favourite Melbourne pub. Hmm. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, then? you can go first because again, I don't really have. Okay, well, I've, sure my I've written Melbourne a couple of answers here. So my in my twenties, and I don't even know if it qualifies as a pub, but I, I spent almost every day of my life here for about five years, which was St Jerome's yep. Bar. So this is your favourite historical Melbourne pub. Yeah, well, I was just, I just put it in there because I it was the first thing that came into my head. Yep. Like, I still miss it. I don't know whether I would go there now at the age of 39, but in my 20s, I, you know. And why was it? It was I, stereotypically yeah. Melbourne. I mean, it's just so small and cramped. And, but, you know, I mean, $4 cans of Melbourne helped, to be honest. And this was when you were but, in your very cool being in a band uh, and being yeah. at, you know. A lot cooler than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there was the outdoor bit. That, you keep you on know, telling just, me you were cooler once. and I, I'm, I'm For a brief period in time. For about three of the five years that Jerome's was open, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but it had a really cool sort of because it was right dead smack in the middle of the city. It was a shithole, but it, I don't know. It just sort of became a scene sort of grew yeah. up and w- without it. sort of wanting to be sort of you know sued for telling untruths. I, I'm not sure it was ever actually licensed or whether it was licensed properly, and it was sort of always. Yeah, had that air was of gypsiness about it. It really did. It was sort of like it just appeared out of nowhere. And the first night that we, I, I went in there, my friend Danielle, she'd been there the night before because she worked at the lounge on Swanson mm. Street. 
These are very Melbourne references for anyone who's not listening from Melbourne, so I apologise. But, but I'm, I'm guessing most of our first podcast will be, probably, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, we, we know you both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but which I mean, it's us yeah. that's listening to you. Danielle's listening to this going, oh, that's me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should reference at least five friends an episode. <laughs> anyway, we walked past it and literally Jerome, who was St. Jerome, was standing in the doorway and was like, hey, kid, do you want to... You want a beer? It sounds creepy, but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, or maybe it was. I'm not sure. But anyway, he was selling Melbourne's for four dollars, and that that yep. you know, as a 22 year old, you're like, well, they're I like them apples, Dave. Um, and then I, I've just kind of I wrote like <laughs> after that. Now I've written like the standard, the Napier. And then I've basically just said any sort of old man. Yeah, I can, I can see. Where, I can see. I can see a theme developing. Well, mine, my historical one would have been the I centennial. I love the Brandon in Carlton. Actually, I should give a shout out to. Yeah, Brandon. that's my local. So I, you know, it's um, it's very seventies. Very like it doesn't look like it's been touched since about nineteen seventy six. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. In a good way. I totally agree. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. My historical pub would have been the Centennial in Kensington, which is no longer with us. Ah, right. But he's sort of very much. Of that ilk, particularly of the standard from of Fitzroy, it's that sort of, you know, dingy front bar, sort of yeah, exactly. half dive bar, but also good restaurant, mm, good food, yeah, good, and then but, usually has a good yeah, beer garden, yeah. like you know, all those lots things of beer turnovers. So the taps are actually in good nick, and, and, yeah. yeah. So that would have been my historical one. I'm not sure what my favourite pub is. I guess I'm somewhat. Um, you know, conflicted in this the royal given that, I be, that's exactly, <laughs> given that I just bought a pub. That's the obvious. I was like, that was the one joke I had in my head when I was like, when you were sent this through, I was like, well, I, I die and we drink at one pub yeah, day, yeah. but I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but we all know that that's bullshit. Yeah. So you, You've got to get here from home and you don't live upstairs. So. No, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We'll see what happens. Uh, so the next question you sent through, which was kind of, interesting because I, I actually had to stop and think about it for a second was my our favorite or well, favorite pub overseas mm. um i just didn't know if you really had one or not i was just sort of trying to think well of, yeah i suppose because i live, lived in london is probably a strong term but i <laughs> i spent six months in london when i was younger and uh the pub that i kept going back to was the good mixer in camden okay but again the that's a very sort of because Jerome was standing at the front and offered you no, well, not, it's of not far off it. We had like you know it was it was quite famous for being the pub where a lot of musicians would hang out because it's in Camden, which yep. is like Fitzroy, and you know it's the cool suburb of London, Absolutely. or it was at the time anyway. So like Damon and Graham from Blur would drink there, and a little bit later Russell, oh, yeah, Russell Brand, Noel Fielding, Amy Winehouse, all those sort of very cool... Damien Gibson. Damien Gibson. Well, no, I would sit around hoping to see those people. Yep. So I saw Graham Coxon from Blue once but didn't have the balls to go up and talk to him because he very much had this air of, like, please don't talk to me. Yep. I'm just trying to have a beer. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they had the, the best jukebox I've ever seen. There's so many records on it, like maybe 600 records on it. And they have yep. a rock and roll karaoke night on Wednesdays that... <laughs> One of the it, makes few times. Like, it, makes, it makes it sound like they still do. do they? I actually looked it up on the way over and it looks yeah. like they're still doing the same. We should have an excursion. Stuff. We'll see if we can ride off on tax and, and go, <laughs> to over, go over to rock and roll karaoke. It was a lot of fun. Like, this is one of the few times I've been at a place, karaoke started, and I was like, yeah. and then watched it. It was fun. A lot of talented people, and then ended up singing myself. By the end of the night, after four or five pints. I can imagine that. I think it could be well how your, your birthday will end up by the end oh, of the I night. reckon that might be a very good chance, David. So what about yourself? 
There were a few fun ones. There was some in London. I think there was one called Champions, which was this sort of, to me, that sort of, at the sort of back of Soho type area. Yeah. The right. sort of the absolute sort of stereotypical London pub. Yeah, yeah. Sort of big, dark corner room, stained glass windows. So yeah, all the windows were stained yeah. glass, and each with a different sporting champion, like a boxer and a oh, yeah, right. cricket player and stuff like that. And, you know, taps and some, you know, semi surly landlord. And it was just, <laughs> you know, it was just exactly what I wanted a London pub to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. It was right, just, yeah. you know, just ticked all those boxes. I went to a pub in, just to digress really quickly, I went to a pub in Hackney. Mm. in London and there was literally a sign behind the bar and this summed up my relationship with London I didn't have a great time there uh, there was a sign behind the bar that said no dancing <laughs> and I was just like this isn't this isn't fucking hell some sort of personal footloose foot no, no it wasn't it was like I didn't it's not like I danced in there and some <laughs> the barman was like oi yeah, and like, pointed yeah, at the sign because <laughs> I remember when I first met you you never walked anywhere you just lambarded everywhere <laughs> Lambarding into the pub. That's, that's how I roll, man. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I roll. In the pride of Erin. <laughs> you can't actually move until you get a partner. I think Damien needs to go to the bathroom. Can someone go over and do the pride of Erin so you can one, get out there? Is that a waltz? That's a waltz, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I'm going to do one, two, three, one, two, three. But I just, nothing to me summed up London more. And apologies to anyone who's English listening to this. The science ain't no dancing. <laughs> it's a very good. Yeah. In a pub where people are meant to meet and have fun. There's like, oh, no dancing, though. No. Like, <laughs> I think that was the moment I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, I mean, there's bits of German pubs that I really enjoyed, very sort of different culture, bits of Italian sort of bars, yeah. I guess, rather than pubs yeah. that I really enjoyed. So it's just really sort of interesting to sort of see those very different approaches to what local yeah, how people, pubs yeah, sort of Yeah, attack alcohol, for want of a better word. <laughs> yeah, the bit I always liked about the German some of those big German pubs that I went to, in, in Munich in particular, was enormous sort of pub, but they'd have two or three locals' tables, which would like literally have a sign over them that sort of said locals' table, right. which would be sort of near, which I can imagine at Oktoberfest time and whatever else would be very necessary. Yeah. And even if you were, were meeting mates there or you knew all the people who drank there, you'd knock on the door, or you'd knock on the table to sort of interrupt the conversation and just check that it was okay, you could sit down. Oh, wow. And it was just a, like a really nice little tradition that I really liked. That, you know, everyone sort of sat together. But there was a recognition that, you know, maybe you just, Damo and Dave might be talking about, you know, something important. Mm. Just knock, oh, yeah, and all sit down. And right. it was really fun if you got invited to sort of one of those tables as a tourist. Yeah, yeah it would be. You know, to sort of go, come and drink with us. <laughs> that actually sounds really cool. Maybe we could uh, instigate the same thing here. Can I get my own table? Yeah, sure. Can that, that two-seater table that's right <laughs> yeah, in the far corner. Of the <laughs> that, 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 that's right. Near the bathroom that's as no longer far used. Away, yeah, as far away from every other human yeah, as possible. Right. And, and I was thinking about putting a curtain up in front of that one. So, sure. <laughs> and then you, could, <laughs> then you could just sell tickets to the bearded freak. Yeah. <laughs> roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen. See how much beer he'll drink this yeah. evening. The bearded freak. Will he start singing out loud for no apparent reason? <laughs> will, he, will he be tempted to dance and then yell out, that'll show you London? <laughs> I, know we've got that, more, London. <laughs> I know we've got more questions to go through, mm. but I sort of feel like we're running out of time. We are running out of time. To physically bit. unlock the front door very soon. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, looks, I didn't we'll, know whether you wanted to mention the beer that we're enjoying. Yeah. Right now. Well, we're is... going to talk about our favourite craft beer, and, and this is one of them, which is the, the Elvis juice uh, from Brewdog. Pretty much everything from Brewdog, 
I like. Absolutely. I haven't had anything so far from BrewDog. I was like, yeah, I'm not into that. Um, but a BrewDog becoming too big to be considered craft beer. Oh, there's a question which mm. we can pose the listeners and see whether you or I write in with opinions. I'll just make up a couple of, you know, Gmail accounts, you know. Right. Beardo from North Fitzroy. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that is. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up there because I think people are actually coming through the door now. I think they are. <laughs> so, well done, BrewDog. We will talk more about your fine products and many others in weeks to come. Yeah, on the next episode of It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. No, no, Five O'Clock Somewhere. No, it's... it's it, you can't five, On the next episode of... Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Thanks, guys. Thank you, ball boys.